So, Paul, do I have a joke for you this week? I don't I assume so. I assume so also. Um, this has nothing to do with anything regarding this week. So, let's just go. Um, what is a golfer's favorite bird? Uh, a birdie. I mean, you're close. Any birdie will do. Ah. Uh. <laughs> ah, well, welcome. I'm Bree. And I'm Paul. And this is Signal 25. And we're back to being a Disney podcast. A Disney podcast who exclusively talks about golf and golf carts. And Bree, did you know that in Peachtree City, Georgia, and this is a trick question because I just told you this fact, that in Peachtree City, Georgia, there's like an entire like road network of golf cart paths. Well, until you had just told me that, I did not know that. That is super cool. Yeah, that I think that's really awesome. Did you know... At Fort Wilderness, you could rent a golf cart for $65 a day if you're staying on property anywhere. At Fort Wilderness? That's more than the like the campsites cost. Yes. <laughs> why would you? Why, why? Because you can drive it around. But hear me out. Like, you don't have to be staying at Fort Wilderness right to rent the golf cart you just have to be staying on property so like you you had a day off from the park i totally get why you would rent the golf cart oh why does it cost 65 dollars well bikes only cost 35 if that's more your bikes cost 35 dollars again again the campsites are like 40 50 bucks i think you forget where we're talking about here i guess but again campsites 40 to 50 dollars I would pay $65 a day for a golf cart at Disney if I could take it out of Fort Wilderness. So, like, if I could zip around Disney property on a golf cart, I would pay $65 a day for that. If I didn't have to take the bus or any other transportation mode, I If I I could just ride my golf cart through Magic Kingdom. Paul, don't put that out into the universe because we think ECVs are bad. That's... Wait till they allow golf carts. Yeah. But they're really missing out there. Like, take your whole family and beep, beep. (laughs) Could you imagine if ECVs could go, like, 20 miles an hour? I'd be missing limbs because of the amount of times I've been hit with ECVs. You know, actually, I think it would be a good thing for guest safety. And here's why. I understand that sounds completely backwards. But here's why. When you're only going four or five however many miles an hour ecvs go Uh you don't have you're not inclined you're not as inclined anyway to be you know completely safe and an excellent driver or anything whereas if you were going a lot faster you would instantly pay more attention because it's completely unfamiliar and you know you, you would pay more attention obviously it would not work in like magic kingdom like that's just absurd that would never work but but Epcot. <laughs> That's not what I not what I meant, but <laughs> sure, yes, Epcot. Did I ever tell you the story I heard about the lady in Epcot that got her ECV stuck in a um in a bush? <laughs> no. Okay, so this is why they say don't drink and drive, kids, because it was food and wine. Like I wasn't there for this, obviously. A coworker told me this. Um, because if you work at Epcot during food and wine, you learn the stories, and. It was outside the land building. So, like, if you're familiar with the land building, there's a bunch of landscaping done all the way up. And there's bushes off to the side by, like, a handrail. So this lady managed 
to get the ECB under the handrail and her over the handrail into the bush because she drank around the world before trying to go into the land building on her ECB. So there's just this drunk lady in the bush with her ECB in the bush and they had to call like the paramedics and like all the leaders of the area and it was this whole thing. And then I guess while I'm on stories, uh, this wasn't the same day, but it was the same week. Uh, during fall at Living with the Land, they grow Brussels sprouts. It's part of the fall harvest thing that they do. And these two ladies had been drinking around the world, and they got on Living with the Land, and they got off at the Brussels sprouts, off the boat, and started picking them and filling their purse with Brussels sprouts. <laughs> And so they had to, like, emergency stop the ride. And they had to, like, send a separate boat in and security in to get them because they were on a part that didn't have a door to it. So they had to send a boat to get them. And then (laughs) the ladies started throwing the Brussels sprouts (laughs) at the security. And they told me this on, like, orientation day one. And they're like, well, don't worry. Flower and Garden Festival is way more calm than this. And I'm like... People have assaulted people with vegetables on this ride. There are way worse things you could be assaulted with in Disney, though. Like, let's be honest. Brussels sprouts are... If I had to pick a prop from a Disney ride to be assaulted with, I might... I'd probably pick the Brussels sprouts. I would pick the Brussels sprouts also. But I just... I, that is the most memorable story, like two stories I learned. And they use it as emergency response, what do you do questions in training. Uh, like those are now the training questions at Living with the Land. I have a story that somehow combines both of those stories. Have I ever Ooh, told you about you Wall Day? What? Wall Day. Like the no. day of the wall. So I was no. not I was not present for this. This was uh, at okay. least a year, probably a few years prior to, to my being at Great Movie Ride. Um, so the way that the vehicles at Great Movie Red work is they are basically always going forwards unless they reach certain points where there are magnetic things under the ground that tell them where to go. So occasionally they can get off of the track, um, but for the most part, that is not a problem. But there are manual overrides in case they do get off the track where you can legitimately drive it with the steering wheel. Oh, no. So... That is completely inaccessible to regular cast members, just entirely. Like, it is not possible. You need a key in a specific, you know, setting and very difficult to do. Anyway, the point is, apparently, one of the maintenance people was uh, testing the vehicle or something, not totally clear to me, Uh, didn't realize that they were in said automatic mode and um, was not... I mean, they were paying attention, I'm sure, but not paying enough attention to realize that the vehicle should have started turning before it did, and in front of guests, drove straight into a wall instead of turning, and the very like the very first thing you do on Great Movie Ride is turn. Um, so, yeah, the ride is down for the next day or more, as far as I know. Oh my god. Oh my god. And people called it Wall Day. That's incredible. I, I don't even know if it's true. It could be totally made up for all I know. But I hope it's true. I like to believe that the stories they tell us that are crazy are true. I've, I'm fairly confident that it's true. I mean, all, all of the pieces of it make sense. Well, then I have a story that's similar to that. <laughs> okay, we're never going to get to news, but they, that's fine. Okay, well, yeah, that's fine. Um, So one day, so 
when you do boat storage to put the boats away at the end of the night, there's a garage door that has to go up. And if it doesn't go up, obviously the boats are just going to drive straight in to the garage door yeah. when you switch like the water system over. So you have to switch all the tracks so that when the boats come around, then they're directed in. Because obviously they don't have like magnets or anything. You just have to put like a bumper car thing yeah. out and the boats just go bump, bump and go into the storage. So one day they were training and they had like knocked on it and the maintenance people responded which means they heard you they're going to open the door and so they go ahead and switch the track because they still have like 10 minutes until the boats are going to come through and so they switch the track it's been about five minutes they start to see the boat around the corner and the the door still hasn't opened so they like knock again and the like one of the two people goes around to the maintenance entrance and like shouts in like hey can you open the door and they're like yeah 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 we're getting to it we're getting to it we're doing it and then so at this point they're like should we go open the door like they said they're going to but like we know how to like we can go open it and they're like no like maintenance said they're gonna open the door and maintenance did not open the door and the boats all one after another just came and kept going and kept going and dented the door all Whoa. the way in. So the ride had to be shut down until they could replace the garage door because you could see the whole behind the scenes maintenance area. So they couldn't let boats go through. Wow. Just goes Love to show to you it. how valuable, competent uh, maintenance workers are. Seriously underrated. And I'm not even joking. Like, the good maintenance people, and most of them are good. There are a few who aren't. The ones who are yes. good, so valuable in so many ways. They are the reason Disney runs. Like, they don't get the credit for it, but without good maintenance people, we would not have a functioning theme park. Nope. So speaking of functioning theme parks, we should go into some functioning news. Okay, let's do that. First up. There is a magic band that I cannot purchase because you can only get, there's probably actually a few different ones, I think is my understanding, uh, that you can only get if you book a trip and you still have to pay for them separately. But right when they discontinued the free magic bands, I guess they added this as a new thing you can do is order magic bands for a discount. But it seems like these ones are exclusive. And this one in particular makes me frustrated because it is a castle birthday cake magic band so if you don't know for the 25th anniversary of magic kingdom 25 years ago um oh. yeah i know uh <laughs> they decided that it would be a good idea they were wrong but they decided that it would be a good idea to basically dress up cinderella castle like a birthday cake and it was really ugly go look it up i would like to comment that i think it was a great idea i think it was classic 90s disney like it just was the epi epitome epitome yeah. epitome my words are hard uh, it was the epitome of the 90s like nothing screams 1990s disney more than we turned cinderella's castle into a cake yeah no it is it's very very painfully 90s um it's gorgeous it's something else Anyway, um, I can't buy this magic band because I have not booked a trip to Walt Disney World and I don't plan to in the near future. So that makes me very sad because I want that magic band. It looks so cool. Anyway. It looks so cool. I wonder if you could book like a trip like two years out and get the magic band. I doubt it, but maybe. Hmm. I'm just trying to find a loophole to spend $1,000 to then spend another $35 on a limited edition magic band. I know. I'm sure that it'll come to, to regular uh, regular 
guests too i think this is just like a pre-order thing maybe not sure anyway Ooh, what if they do era not like well era decade magic bands leading up to the 50th so like a 25th a 30th like different things that they've done throughout the years what else have they done though the only other thing i'm thinking about is the stitch castle so (laughs) i yeah i really don't think that they're gonna do that the or they could do the uh, epcot right where they had that thing the like like from epcot 95 the the millennium is the the 2000s i thought it was epcot Mm -hmm. 95 but yeah that one well, they had one for Epcot 95, and then they had the giant 2000 oh, on the yeah, Epcot yeah, yeah. ball for, like, the full year. Yeah. Or wow. the Sorcerer's the Mickey hat. I can't believe I got to see that with my own eyes. I still... Well, not the Epcot one. The Hollywood Studios one. Yeah. 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 The, sor- the Sorcerer hat. Okay. Well, because there was one on the Epcot ball. So they put there a lot was? of stuff on the Epcot what? ball over the years. I'm pretty sure. Wasn't there? No. What? I'm pretty sure there was. Fake fan. Fake news. Maybe I'm just thinking of the hand. Yeah, the hand is similar. The wand. Yeah. The hand is definitely similar to the to the wand of of Epcot. Oh, because it's the sleeve. It's the sorcerer Mickey sleeve. Oh yeah. Okay, so I wasn't totally wrong. I it just wasn't the hat. You weren't totally wrong. You just also weren't right. Yeah. Anyway. Um, speaking of things that don't exist anymore, uh, Blue Sky Studios, uh, they made movies and now they Apparently. don't make, or they will not make movies in the future. Um, we looked up their filmography. Um, let's go with Anticlimactic. Yeah. Very forgettable. Yeah. So their most forgettable movie easily is Epic, I would say. A movie that upon clicking on, I did vaguely recognize but certainly right. by the title, I would never have never have picked that out. Um, no way. Let's see. They also did all of the Ice Age movies, of which one and like a half were good. Mm-hmm. They did Robots, a movie that I don't think is probably good, but is memorable to me for some probably reason. Not. They did Rio, a movie which is notable to me exclusively for the fact that it killed a Pixar movie that had roughly the same plot called Newt. What? Yeah, there was a Pixar movie that they had announced. But it had basically the same plot as Rio, and Rio came out first. So they were like, well, guess we're not going to do Newt. Oh, bummer. They also made Rio, too. Um, Unnecessary. Ferdinand, also forgettable. Spies in Disguise. Yikes. Um, But they also did uh, the Horton Hears a Who animated movie, which I quite liked. It was cute, yeah. And the Peanuts movie, the one from 2015, which I really liked. That's a really good movie, and I think it it's on Disney Plus. Really cute. It is on Disney Plus. Yeah, maybe I'll go watch it. Is it on Disney Plus or is it on Apple TV Plus? Because I know that they own all the Peanuts stuff. Oh, uh, I. I don't know how it those is on rights work out. One of the out. subscriptions I have. Yeah. But yeah, Rip. They said that they're trying to give the 485 animators of Blue Sky jobs at Disney, though. That's nice. Will they actually? Who knows? Probably they not. Because they're, they're in to. like Connecticut or something. They're somewhere on the East Coast, mm-hmm. kind of in the middle of nowhere. So Northern Connecticut. I said, who thought of this? Dunno. Speaking of who thought of this, more like, why didn't they think of this sooner? California Adventure is bringing back a thousand cast members in a limited ticketed event for dining, shopping, and 
various forms of entertainment. No, they do specifically call out. Hold on. What is the phrasing that they use here? Let me get this right. They say specifically that it is carefully crafted entertainment experiences, which Bree and I, I think, both agree <laughs> basically means there's going to be some like live music or something happening like it's not going to be what? there's definitely not rides because that's illegal but yeah not rides i'm also thinking that probably much like magic kingdom they'll probably have characters up on per- like because there's like balconies of buildings and such yeah. so they'll probably have stuff like that yeah i don't know how much of the park is going to be open like is yeah is avengers campus going to be open as part of this because oh. I think it's done, right? It was supposed to open in, like, May. I think it's done. If anything, they'd have it open as a walkthrough. Yeah, exactly. Because they don't have to open the ride. And they, actually, they can't open the ride. And it would be inci- like incentive to right. have people come. Because I feel like a lot of people aren't going to want to pay. Especially because California Adventure has been open for dining and shopping. So what's the incentive to pay money to go it not saying people won't i know the disney community very well and people will pay to do this for sure but also they're gonna have to offer something otherwise a lot of people won't want to do this especially with people you know not having a ton of money right now to spend on things so we'll yeah see. interesting decision interesting it, all around let's just go with the word interesting does it say what it is uh, sometime in mid-March, but they don't have dates yet. Okay. Also, interesting things that are returning. Leave a legacy at Epcot, kind of. Yes! It's beautiful. Have you have you seen the pictures? I did see the pictures. It looks... Why did it take them this long? It looks I, it so much idea. better. Like, well, it might just be the aesthetic of Festival of the Arts right now, too, that's really selling it being in, like, a paint palette form. But it's gorgeous. It looks so much better. It looks so I can't much wait better. To go touch it. Like, am I the only person that likes running my hand on the Leave a Legacy? Like, I can't wait to safely do that. I mean, based on your yeah. face, I guess that you don't touch them when you go to the parks. Well, I guess, like, whether I did or not in the past is kind of irrelevant. I just know that going forward, I definitely will not. I didn't say I wouldn't bring a gallon of hand sanitizer to dip my hands in. I said I wanted to okay. touch it. I could also wear gloves. Yeah, you could do that. But point is, they look great. I'm so glad that they're back. In a good way. like In a good way. They're not what they were before, because what they were before is ugly. So It was weird. It was very 80s and 90s of them. Yeah. Let's talk about I mean, a glow up. Uh, last piece of news real quick. There were two Disney Super Bowl ads, at least two that I can think of off the top of my head. There may be others that I forgot about. Uh, there's one for Ryan the Last Dragon. Looked great. There was one for be great. the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, the one that you saw on the broadcast is a shorter version of the one that's available online. It's good. It still doesn't really tell me what it's about <laughs> other than the falcon and the winter soldier but i was gonna say i couldn't get any idea about what it was about in the trailer that i watched like when they published it something something captain america is gone something something (laughs) 
I guess we'll have to wait and see. That comes out soon, though, like March, March 16th? Uh, yeah, 18th, something like that. One of the teenths. Whatever the, the two weeks after the last WandaVision, I think. Is that right? That makes sense. I think I so. I mean, WandaVision yeah, was so. two weeks after Mandalorian, so. Yeah. And this, so this will have, uh, in that intervening week, I assume there will be a new episode of, uh, or two new episodes of Marvel Legends for Falcon and Winter Soldier. If you never watched that about uh, the Wanda slash Scarlet Witch or Vision, um, they're really good in terms of like telling you what it is about and what who these characters are and kind of their whole whole deal in a nice, short, succinct kind of way. Or you could be friends with Paul and he'll do it for you. Yeah, but not everybody can be friends with Paul. Paul has a limited social <laughs> capacity, so... Uh, that's um i have thought about i don't want to i definitely don't want to live tweet wandavision but i i can because i usually watch wandavision about as soon as it airs Mm -hmm. like thursday night well technically friday morning i guess um i can if you want tweet about it like asap spoiler free i will be spoiler free good because the other person that runs the twitter usually waits like five days you still haven't watched this latest episode which is wild anyway this either tonight or tomorrow well i'll get there um and the uh i I may do one of my favorite meme formats which is the spoilers without context are you familiar with this meme i love this meme i the first time i ever saw it i think was for endgame it's so good maybe no it was infinity war i think it was infinity war Ooh, i like i love that it's a great meme for things that I have seen and I'm up to date on. Right. It's a great meme. Yeah. Well, we have a special uh, main subject for today. Uh, but we do. We'll, we'll hold off on that for a little bit and give you just a little bit more of us. Because I know that that's why you're here. Uh, God, I hope it's why you're here. Is us and our amazing opinions on things. And you don't want to <laughs> listen to someone else talk. But you should because she has a lot of really interesting things to say. Um, she does she's really great um yeah but for us it's valentine's day this weekend i'm gonna remind you about that in a little bit later too in case you forget that it's valentine's day this weekend it's valentine's day this weekend and whether you're celebrating with a significant other or just celebrating the fact that love exists in this terrible cruel not very love-filled world (laughs) uh we thought we'd celebrate a little bit and I put a list of Disney couples up. They're not all of them because that took up an entire page of our doc. And I said, that's ridiculous. But I'm going to have us, Paul, pick our favorite and our least favorite. Like, who are who is the best Disney couple and who is the worst Disney couple, in your opinion? Well, I mean, well, okay. First of all, I'm going to go out and say Mary and Bert, not really a couple. No, but they're so good together. <laughs> all right. They can be our celebration of platonic love. Yes. Excellent. They are friendship. Like, they are just, they love each other, but they're not like a romantic couple. I'm going to I'm gonna say that the worst couple has to be Belle and Adam. Because first of all, for those of you who don't know, the Beast's name officially is Adam. And we look this up. Apparently it's, <laughs> it's official. It's, it's, the first time it ever appeared was on like a CD-ROM from the late 90s. 
but it, it is like a legit thing they have something up in in port orleans that specifically is like adam but also you know and it's kind of cliche but stockholm syndrome like right <laughs> i mean yeah i'm not saying you're wrong but they're not the worst couple who is worse than someone who literally kidnapped their their partner how about kidnap their partner and committed genocide on their partner's family? Mm, yeah. Ta- I am talking about Pocahontas and John Smith. While this isn't purely depicted in the Disney movie, because it's a kid's movie and they're not going to be truthful about it, the actual story of Pocahontas and John Smith is terrifyingly horrible. And the fact that she has a whole song about... You call me savage, but you don't, like, deal with nature. And it's like, but then she goes and loves him anyway. And it's like, sister, he's there to kill your people. Yeah. And give you diseases. Yeah. (laughs) And steal your land. This land is your land? This land is my land. (laughs) (laughs) That song makes me so uncomfy when I hear it places. I'm like, oh, no. Also, Piggy and Kermit, they're up there toxic yeah. yeah remember when they broke up and then that storyline never got resolved because that show was terrible and got canceled yeah i wonder if they're back together i don't know i hope they are also sally and jack are pretty horrible because like she like she needs to be independent for a little bit like she had her dad her master dad person controlling her and now she's all with jack and it's like you know i respect the hustle but like you need to learn to be your own person quite literally and not someone's experiment. Yeah. You know, a lot of people would say Ariel and Eric because, you know, oh, she never said anything. But, but... your body language. But, let me give Eric some credit here. Maybe she's mute. Mute people need someone to love too. (laughs) Right? And for all he knows, to his way of thinking, she probably is. That doesn't make, you know, doesn't explain everything. But like, you know. I mean, if you play the disability inclusion card, sure, it's fine. But then you think about the fact that she's like 14. Well, I mean, we could play that with all of, all, like all of these. So let's, Up let's until just Punzi. skip the yeah. age part. Okay. Okay. Um, well, then what's your favorite? Um, I noticed you missed a really important one. Um, Elsa and miss? herself. <laughs> because i feel like oh, that is so a, a significantly underrated part of that movie is elsa learning yes. to love herself yeah 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 anna loving her sister and true love whatever whatever no but i also have another important part of the second movie as well uh, if, assuming you were talking about the second movie i was talking about both of them really but oh right right um and the second movie i like that the movie doesn't start with Anna and Kristoff being engaged. I like the fact that it shows it as a normal progressed relationship. That it didn't like advance a couple years and they were like already married and living in the castle. Like I advanced a couple years and they were still dating. I think Frozen 2 is full of so many like healthy relationship positives. Like both the partnership and self relationships. So like big kudos to Frozen 2 for that. Wally and Eve definitely up there for me. Oh, so good. I love Wally. I just, yeah, I love the commitment that they have for each other. In the, by the end, at least. Um, Eve! Eve! Carl and Ellie? 
Carl and Ellie, definitely more so when they're younger, but especially after Ellie passes away, before, at least until the end of the movie, Carl is very, you know, kind of protective of the idea of Ellie. And has and their life together. Right. And, and is very, like, set in his ways. Like, this is what it is like and what she would like and what she wants. But I don't think that that's, uh, that's really true because, you know, her whole thing is adventure is out there. Yeah. And then, but then at the end of the movie, when he finds the go have your own adventure. Yeah, exactly. And I sob uncontrollably every time. Uh, I also really like Punzi and Flynn because I feel like they're really good for each other. Like, I feel like without each other, the other wouldn't have grown in the way they did. Yeah. And you can argue that for Tiana and Naveen as well. Yeah, that's true. Also, we don't talk about... Oh, what's her name? I'm going to get it wrong. The best friend in Princess of the Frog. Oh, I don't remember what her name is. Charlotte? Yeah, I think it is Charlotte. Charlotte. Uh, also, she doesn't... That woman doesn't get enough hype. Like, she wanted to marry the prince. She had her sights set on it. And then she saw her best friend was happy. And she turned into the wing woman of the century. Yeah, but she was a total jerk for the like first half of the movie. So Character growth. <laughs> that was one of my favorite moments in the mandalorian totally changing the subject where okay. baby yoda's eating the eggs but then by the like fourth or whatever episode that is he like enjoys watching the cute little baby frogs and i was yeah. like oh, he didn't like, even eat them he thought about it eh. he's a baby he can't develop that much that's true well that's i feel like enough talking from just us we should we should spread the wealth of disney love knowledge but i think we should have a word from our sponsors first that sounds like a great idea let's do that so paul yo as you know i'm a certified love expert really (laughs) do you have friends who are Uh, rock trolls (laughs) i don't Need to talk about that part of my life on our podcast? Come on. Anyway. As a certified love expert, I know all the best places to take your significant other or the person you hope to be your significant other on, on a trip. Okay. Some people might think the light blue waters of Aruba. Some people might think a canal in Italy. But I'm going to stick with the water theme, and I think you should take them on the best boat ride at Disney. Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay, not what I was thinking. Oh, sorry. A trip around the world, Paul. Do you want to impress your significant other this Valentine's Day or next Valentine's Day if you're closer to Disneyland? You should take them on It's a Small World. The repetitive music will only draw them closer to you as they try to cover their ears, (laughs) one with your shoulder and the other with the hand you casually draped around their shoulder. (laughs) You'll see all the sights of the world because you could promise them a world-class vacation. Without having to spend the money, you get to experience cultures, you get to bond in the dark, and you get a ride in a romantic boat, like you would in Italy. It's all of the perks of a world classification in your own Disney backyard. <laughs> you have been on It's a Small World, right? More times than I can physically count. Okay. just wanted to make sure there. So obviously most of the time we do totally fake advertisements for either things that we make up or for (laughs) Disney rides or whatever. But every now and then we do like to feature actual real businesses 
that actually exist in exchange for zero dollars. We just like talking about the places that we like. We do. Uh, We believe in supporting the Disney community and making sure people have good recommendations to where to get good Disney merch that's not just from Disney. Bree, do you want to tell us about uh, the shop that we're talking about this week? I do want to tell you about the shop we're talking about this week. This small shop is one that I found through some mutual Disney friends. Uh, It is a brand new shop. It just opened a couple of weeks ago, and it's based out of Houston, Texas. It is called Future Portworks. You can find them on, at least on Instagram. I haven't looked for them on other social media pages, but I feel like we're doing that right now. And they're really great. Uh, They appeal to the vintage side of Disney. The first thing that they released in their shop was an enamel pin with an old Florida license plate that says Epcot Center on it. And it is so cool. And they are about to release a line of t-shirts that they've been working on. And I'm just really hyped for what they're going to do. They're super nice. Uh, I've been talking to them on Instagram. And they're just really genuine people. And they're really great Small shop owners, I love the content they post, and their merch is so cute. I can't wait to order all of it. Yeah, that's super awesome stuff. Kind of, I don't know, how do you describe that style? Kind of like retro futurism, I guess, in a, a little bit, right? Yeah, like what you imagine opening day Epcot to be like. Right, exactly. Or opening yeah. day, eh, maybe not opening day Tomorrowland, but yeah, but yeah, opening day Epcot. But yeah. Say. Yeah, that's a good. Same idea. But go check them out. Uh, follow them on Instagram at Future Portworks. Uh, we're going to tag them in our stories all week. So if you want to take a look at them, do it. And I'll put a link in the description. The Red. show notes or whatever it's called. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I know we alluded to it before, uh, but we have a special guest uh, for the episode today uh, because neither Bree nor I have ever dated anybody at Disney. We have been no. with people who we are dating while at Disney, but we have not been you know living in like florida or california um going to disneyland on dates with people who we have not already been in you know committed relationships with for for a long time so um we've invited an expert so paul as we've covered already in the episode valentine's day is in two days from when you're listening to this yeah i was about to say if, it's on two days <laughs> if you didn't know that and you have a significant other that expects you to know that yikes for you but we thought it would be really fun to bring a guest on the podcast this week to talk about a topic that you and I don't have a lot of experience with (laughs) no I yeah have no experience dating in Disney I me either so we brought my dear friend Kenzie on uh Kenzie and I met on summer alumni in 2018 and lucky for us she has answers about what it's like to <laughs> <Maybe. that. laughs> potentially perfect well, you so have we're significantly have... more answers than we do you know that's all that matters in this I... scenario yeah i mean we could make up answers um but i don't think anyone wants those <laughs> So, Kenzie, we're just going to ask you a couple questions and, okay. well, some that were on the doc you read. And then, you know, if we have any others yeah. that just pop into our mind, I'm just going to start with what is it like to date at Disney, both well, like while working there and, you know, also just being in Orlando? 
Well, I guess I'll, I'll give you kind of a background of my dating at Disney experience to kind of set the stage. Yeah. Um, so I did my first college program in 2017. And whilst coming down here, I had a friend convince me to download a dating app for the first time. And then from that experience, the first person I matched with, I ended up on and off dating for two years. Um, and then in those off times, I continued to use dating apps. And then while here on vacation and while here just on other times since then, I have been on the apps and just dated here in general on the apps and off. Yeah, so let's just kind of, you know, set the stage a little bit. <laughs> um, so, yeah, what's it like? Um, there's always something to do. It kind of raises your expectations for the non-Disney bubble because yeah. <laughs> there is always something going on. There's always something to do. You always can go to theme parks. You can go to restaurants. You can, pre-COVID, you can, like, go to, like, an outdoor concert that's being put on at City Walk or something like that. As far as dating apps go, you also have the issue, in a way, of there are so many tourists on there. <laughs> there are so many people that are just in town for a week or just passing through. Um, obviously, you have so many theme park cast members, team members on there that are all, like, just various um, fonts of the same person. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it's kind of that's kind of what it's like in a overview. What is like what's different about dating there as opposed to dating elsewhere? Like especially on dating apps because it's 2021 and that's how we date now. Apparently, yeah. pandemic. So I guess even notwithstanding, but I went to college in a college town, and so it was very um, frat boy central. Um, <laughs> up, up, up there where I went to school um, but I guess down here it's, it's interesting because obviously you have a lot of different people at Disney and those that are on dating apps are generally um, identify as straight like at least for my or for my pref like my preference on dating apps like I had like straight men <laughs> um, right. for the most part and so those men are generally very sought after by the straight female population, female identifying population. Um, so there's a lot of competition. A lot of guys take advantage of that situation they find themselves in, especially ones that might not have had that kind of a scenario for themselves back home, where they're in a much bigger pond <laughs> than they find themselves here based on the uh, breakdown <laughs> men. <laughs> At least in my experience, man, I can only speak to that. <laughs> right. So I guess that leads into like the next question. Well, of like, would you say that there's straight men on there who pretend to love the theme parks and love the scene just to go on dates with girls like who are fake Disney people just, you know, just to get the date? You see, in my experience, I haven't really had that happen. You kind of have two camps of people those that genuinely do go to the parks and I wouldn't say they fake liking the parks, but they definitely take advantage of the fact that they have Disney and like the Disney girls at their disposal. And then you have the camp that just like hate Disney and like they'll say in their profile, hate, hate Disney. Like if you like Disney, don't swipe right. Like that type of energy. 
my roommate went on a date with a guy from a dating app a few months ago, a while back, that literally, obviously, her profile says she works for Disney. The whole time, just bashed Disney. How much he hated it. How dumb it is. <laughs> so... You have some you have some varying degrees of people, but no, at least in my experience, I haven't seen someone fake liking the parts just to, you know, get a date. Or at least they did a good enough job faking that you yeah. didn't yeah. know. <laughs> that's true, that's true. There's always there's always a possibility of that. So if you can come up with the number, how many oh, dates God. have you been on in now, the Orlando Disney area? When you ask that, do you mean how many different people have I been on dates with because some some people have a, a longer history I would say yeah how many di- like how many different ones have you been on as opposed to like the total number okay let me think about it for a second <laughs> <laughs> I would say maybe like six different people Disney dates which I know doesn't seem like a whole lot when you think of it in the grand scheme but like I did date one person yeah um fairly even if it wasn't like committed fairly exclusively for two years so a lot of it was central to that (laughs) yeah and now you Um, are currently dating someone so it's not like you're actively going on dates yeah i am currently dating someone we've been dating for about four months four months officially when this comes out fantastic we go we go to disney we go to universal city walk a lot (laughs) but one thing i've actually talked to him about is he's seen with people Um, which I agreed with, is that when you're in Disney, your feelings develop faster than they might in the outside world because you're in the bubble. You're in, like, this magical bubble where you're just like, this is perfect. This is magical. He cited a story. He told me a story to cite him a little bit of they were here for some kind of trip and, like, a school, like, some kind of, like, group thing and while they were here one of his guy friends was all of a sudden like head over heels for one of the girls in their friend group and they were like are you sure it's not just the disney bubble because like how can you not how can you not fall in love with someone when you're standing watching happily ever after with them watching the lanterns float up the castle (laughs) like it's just not possible to not and then they literally got home and he was like no man you're right i don't actually like her Wow. But yeah, the I feel like the culture, which I don't know if you all have touched on or not, the culture of like just serial dating is especially really common with like when the DCP is operating because a lot of those guys find themselves, like I said before, in a much a smaller pond than they're used to. They might be average in all facets of personality and any what may have you in their normal life but they come down here and it's suddenly like they're cream of the crap because <laughs> the ratio is just disproportionate you i mean you you notice well i noticed that even like not dating just like the ratio especially in the dcp right like the the ratio of guys especially straight guys yes to girls is just like way off oh definitely it is insane (laughs) i um to cite my current boyfriend again he was supposed to do a cp fall 2020 and so he was in those like group chats and everything he was added into a group chat with some other guys that would be um, at the time thought they would be doing the program 
And literally, he, he said that a lot of their conversation centered around the stereotype that once they get there, they have, like, their pick of the litter, essentially, of whatever they want. <laughs> Oof. He was like, this is weird. <laughs> so they go in, they go in knowing that. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I ever was, like, explicitly told that or anything. I just, like kind of assumed that it would be true and then I went and mm-hmm. then it was true so <laughs> I remember before my program I had made a friend from the page that said to me I'm actively avoiding a relationship right now because I know that I'll have options when I get down there no <laughs> oh yes no thank you Ah. <laughs> uh. The worst. Like, sorry, Paul, but this just makes me just go, ugh, men. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I don't blame them. If I had the opportunity to be, like, top of my game, popular, wanted by everyone, like, of course I would take it. But, like, it's kind of just... like the, I don't know if um, you all watch, have watched How I Met Your Mother, yep. but there's an episode. Okay, there's an episode that centers around the beer goggles. It's kind of like yeah. the beer goggles yeah. in a way. It's like the Disney goggles of like totally. everyone just becomes more attractive when they're here. Well, and and so going back to the, you know, saying that you aren't going to get in a relationship now because then you'll just go down and have, you know, whatever pick you want, I guess. I don't know. But, the, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but th- that is kind of twofold because you don't want to be in a relationship like early on and then leave because that yeah. can be really straining. I mean, that is really yeah. straining on any relationship, let alone the whole suddenly yeah. you are a, a small fish in a big pond or whatever the expression is. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes you just leave your relationship twice to go do the DCP and you That's know, true. You, you just pretend it's fine. And then, you know, you know, what is not to be underrated is the single rider line. I did have a date come from the single rider line last summer. Wow. Oh, yes. I remember that. You texted me. You're like, so I met a guy. And I was like, how'd you meet him? The Everest line. It was a true meet cute moment. Yeah, I guess the real question would be what the ride is. Because that does. Is Everest? Okay, because that totally matters, right? Like, the Mission yeah. Space single rider line is going to be very <laughs> different from the Rock and Roller Coaster single rider. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, this single rider, I got in line. You know, there was a boy in front of me. And I was like, okay, this is kind of cute. That's fun. And then um, we both rode. We, like, we had different rows. And then we got back in line. We both got back in line again. And this time, as they were, like, sorting us into our row, I noticed he was wearing a pullover from a university that's in the same in Kentucky which is where I'm from and I was like oh my gosh you are you do you go there and he was like yeah I'm from Kentucky and I was like no way I'm from Kentucky too so we get on the ride we get back in line again this time continue the conversation and then this time there was a full empty row based on the numbers they had so they seated us together on Everest and you know got exchanged numbers went on a date or two it's still friends still friends they're wasn't turns out there wasn't any like kind of lasting connection there but you know it's a good story that is pretty wild do you also (laughs) i don't know how much of it is just like missing home do you also like every cast member you see who's from anywhere near where you're from 
you immediately you're like, oh my gosh, I'm from there too. <laughs> no, I definitely feel like that happens. Just as like a, they you just have like an immediate like connection with them of like the way they were raised, like things they know about. Like I had a coworker that I worked. I worked my first program. I was quick service at Pop Century, and there was a um, merchandise team member or cast. You saying team member now because a Universal cast member that um i like crossed paths with during hurricane irma because they had to help us out on the quick service side and turns out he's from um nearby where i live in west like west virginia side and like we talked about some of like the local restaurants we both know about so yeah it's definitely a bonding moment do you get on tinder or whatever do you get the tourists oh a hundred percent um a lot of times they'll put in there. Sometimes they don't, but a lot of times they'll put in the bio, like, just here for a week, like, that kind of thing. Um, but a lot of times you can just, like, scroll down and see where they're from. And you're, especially right now, when I was still, like, before I was in my relationship and I was still on dating apps, um, there would be, you, like, kind of knew, especially if someone said, like, they're not from here, they don't live here, they're actually not from here. Because a lot of times with the CP, like, their profiles would still say, like, lives in Maryland or whatever. Because they're here temporarily still, but oh yeah, <laughs> and they'll 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 throw out the strangest things sometimes. They'll be like, "Oh, my family's in Epcot tonight. You just want to come hang out?" It's like, do I? <laughs> With your family and you on your family vacation, <laughs> that would be a serious power move. Yeah, that would be a power move. Just show up and join a family vacation. Honestly, I mean, one time on a very this was in high school. So before dating apps, I made a different friend in the Everest line. Um, <laughs> if you ever need new friends, I think you know where to go now. Everest right? line. Um, and his name is Jose, and he's from Mexico. And then I ended up running into him again the next day at Magic Kingdom. And so he just like hung out with my mom and I for a while. And then my mom went back to the went back to the hotel, and I just hung out with Jose for the rest of the night in Magic Kingdom. And you know what? We're still Snapchat friends. (laughs) I like that that's a varying level of not only, like, talking to someone, but, like, friendship. Like, oh, we're Snapchat friends? Mm -hmm. Like, not more than that, but, you know, just just that. Yeah. He ended up doing an ICP a few years, like, a year or two after I did my first DCP. Brad. Right? Jose out here killing the game. (laughs) There we go, Jose. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Because we're talking about dating apps, we have to play this game. Weirdest okay. or worst or just what What are some great stories that you can tell on this oh PG slash PG-13 podcast? I have a story I can tell for Kenzie. Okay, go for it. I might not even remember. So, I, block, I block from my memory. When Kenzie was visiting up here last October... Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> She used Tinder while she was here. Bumble, to, thank you. Oh, sorry, Bumble. I moved away uh, to to talk to guys in the Seattle area, <laughs> and I she ended up in that moment. She ended up talking to a guy who worked up at Boeing in Everett, and um, they kind of hit it off. We had like invited him to come to like this bar we were at, and like we're like, just come hang out. Like it won't be weird. And, like, my boyfriend was there. So I was like, no, just, it's fine. Just come. But he, like, had to work the next morning. It wasn't fun. Um, 
<laughs> and so a week later, Kenzie texts, like, she's home, she's working. She texts me and she goes, so I've been talking to Seattle boy. And I said, okay. And she goes, he's sending me cookies. <laughs> and yeah, this, I this said, man sent me and saw me a cookies at my workplace. And I said, oh, that's, I thought I, in my mind, he'd like made cookies and shipped them across <laughs> the country, which is way, A, a bigger deal, scarier. but more romantic. Oh, yeah. And I scarier. Way scarier. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a woman. Yeah. That's terrifying. Yeah, you definitely just should not eat those cookies. Yeah, in retrospect. <laughs> so I was just like, wow, okay, can we give Seattle Boy my number? Because like, I like people sending me cookies and I'm way closer than Kenzie. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, I remember that very vividly. That was a good one. That was a good one. I feel like a lot of, like, the really bad things I've just, like, permanently blocked from my memory. There's one pickup line. I'll censor it for this PG podcast <laughs> that I remember. I will never forget. And it was when I hadn't even been on. It was when I did have Tinder. And it, I hadn't been on very long, I don't believe. But I love macaroni and cheese, right? Love it. It's my favorite food. And I mentioned that in my bio, that I, how much I love mac and cheese. I was like, mac and cheese connoisseur or something like that. And this man, literally his kickoff line is, um, I see you like mac and cheese. How would you like for me to mac on that uh, beef? And I'll let you fill in that blank for yourself, however you'd like to fill it in. Um, and that, that's what he chose to lead off the conversation with. And he swiftly got an unmatch. <laughs> yeah I, that? yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's normal though that kind of that kind of a uh, kind of attitude from the get-go very common <laughs> and that was down here that was that was that was in orlando <laughs> that sounds like a florida thing <laughs> oh yeah or you also in both in in orlando and kentucky you have a lot of the stereotypical fishmen where they they're holding the fish. My brain they're went to all... the shape of water. I wouldn't surprise um, me in Florida either, but like you know, oh, yeah. no, but like the stereotypical. Now in Kentucky, you do have more of the also uh, sitting with their dead deer that they shot picks. You don't really get that down here, but down here you really have a lot of the holding the fish they caught picks. Oh yes, very common. Oh, down here you also have a lot of pilots. Because there's an aerospace college down here. And so you have so many pilots. <laughs> huh. You didn't try for that? Like, free oh, flight. I, I had a date <laughs> with one last summer. I must admit. We went to... Oh, uh, I remember that. We went to the Edison at Disney Springs. A different one. A different boy from the Animal Kingdom boy. <laughs> I will say... Hearing stuff like this and, like, you know, talking to friends that have been on dating apps, it's like, I'm real glad that I did the whole dating thing before dating apps and, you know, organic <laughs> relationship. And I just, I'm not going to get rid of it. I can't because I don't think I could do that. I think I would, like, <laughs> report inappropriate messages to, like, the FBI or something. Like, I keep a file, like, send them in. Like, this is internet harassment. Like, <laughs> Do you just have the FBI on speed dial? I, I mean, I have their website bookmarked. Do you really? Yeah. <laughs> I would not be surprised. You never know when you need to report a crime. You don't need it often enough to bookmark. Just Google it. 
I keep tabs on the watch list. I keep tabs. Like, like I, I like to know what's happening. Now, when and you say you, you keep tabs, the- do you literally mean that you just keep browser tabs open? <laughs> no, 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 no. I just Although I wouldn't be surprised if she did. Well, that's why I Let- had to ask. Listen, listen, listen. My hobby in my free time is true crime. And if I'm not up to date on potential crime at a federal level in my area, then what? It, what's the purpose? Brie, exactly. instead of getting those like hot singles in your area ads, <laughs> she just gets the like hot true crime <laughs> in your area. Listen, I recently saw a TikTok that was like, get off the dating apps and get on prisoninmate.com. <laughs> I follow a lady on TikTok who's mar- who met her husband that way, and he's like still in prison. See, there's love connections to be made. Yeah, like you know, love is in the air. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think COVID's in the air, Paul. Porque no los dos. <laughs> True. Uh, well, I don't have any more questions. Paul, okay. do you have any more questions? I mean, I could ask lots of questions, but not that are relevant to the podcast. <laughs> you can just I, I, mean, I want to know all of the stories, but A, we don't have time, and B, I imagine a lot of them are not appropriate. Not appropriate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll have to have Kenzie write them all down, because I also want the stories <laughs> of... <laughs> Oh dear! Just send them in to us at a later date, so we could censor them and put them on a different episode of the. It'll it'll become it'll become a new segment. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. That's a great (laughs) idea, actually. Like the worst dating stories or the best, whatever. You should just get them get them sent in from all over the place. Yeah. Disney dating stories and like. Oh, Ali. My roommate Allie has plenty for you, I assure you. Oh, before we go, I must tell you this one because it's Disney related. So she met a guy on a dating app a while back and he informed her that he wanted to, like, well, not informed her, that he asked her to dinner and then he informed her that he made reservations at The Wave at the Contemporary, you know, nice place, but, you know, kind of casual still. Like, it's not like fine dining. They get there, and he starts walking upstairs. If you're familiar with the layout of the Contemporary, the wave is on the bottom floor. And she's like, no, the wave is over here. And he said, actually, I made reservations for California Grill on a first date. California Grill, yes, you heard it right here, folks. This man took my roommate to California Grill on the first date. A $50 per plate restaurant on the first date. This man dropped about $150, $200. And he said, I'm not interested in a second date. Wow. <laughs> that's a bad so, dating story, so, but not definitely not the kind you expect. So that's what dating in Disney is like. <laughs> I don't even like I don't even like myself enough to take myself on a date to California Grill. <laughs> like, wow. I missed out on free dinner when I lived in Disney. Like let's just That's let's true. just get that, that. I won't lie. You know, um feminism goes out the window when I say hello to misogyny when going on first dates. I'm say, Oh yes, yeah, oh you don't have to pay. Oh, oh, thank you so much. <laughs> We can split it. (laughs) 
oh, it's, it's really okay. Oh, you got it. You got it. So kind of you. I'll get the next one. Never sees them again. I've never seen the movie. I just assume that that's what Fifty First States is about. <laughs> Not, Not even enough. close. No. It's about a girl who gets into an accident. I actually, and has I, I do know what power. it's about. I know it was. Okay, a, I was like, is a joke. <laughs> I haven't. I still, I legitimately haven't seen it. But good movie. It's almost Valentine's Day. Watch it. All right. Yeah. Well, so what a what a fun story to finish you out on. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> thanks, Ken. <laughs> Thank you for putting up with me. We'll be happy to have you back anytime. If I come up with any more stories, I'll let you know. I hope you do. I hope you send them to us so that we can tell them for you. <laughs> well, I hope that was funny or interesting or I don't know. It was in the past, so I don't remember how it was, but it seemed good at the time. It seemed great at the time. We had a lot of fun. And thanks again, Kenzie, for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much. That was really fun. That was really fun. Uh, if you were inspired by Kenzie's stories, or if you heard them and said, hey, wait, I have something better, then send us a message. Let us know on the Anchor website, which you can find in all of our socials in our bio. You can send us voice messages. So if you want your story to be featured on the podcast, send it to us. Let us know what your bad dates at Disney story are, or or good, like if it led to something great. Like we obviously, we care about that also. Yeah, so if you have any of these stories, we will feature them. We'll make it a whole segment if if there are any. Um, yeah. So, yeah, if you have any stories, you can either leave us a anchor message or you can send us a DM or uh, a whatever other ways you have of contacting us. Um, <laughs> you know, send us a carrier pigeon for all I care. Um I would be impressed. I would be really if impressed. If one of those showed up. Yeah. I'd also be scared because how do they have our address? Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Everyone who has my address definitely also has my phone number. So, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but tell us your stories. Uh, if you don't want to, you know, have audio played or whatever, that's fine. We will read them. Um, yeah. What are your, your best Disney dating stories or even just random encounters? not necessarily romantic or that kind of thing just like what are the best stories of random people you've met in disney yeah because as you heard you could make friends this way too yeah yeah if you met your best friend in line for mission space or whatever i definitely want to know about that (laughs) or if you met your podcast co-host at dcp checka and like yeah exactly did i ever tell you about the time that my brother accidentally ran in to his best friend at Epcot. Like, we didn't even know that they were going to be there, that they were in Disney World. Yeah, this is the first time we'd ever been. Yeah, my brother randomly ran into his best friend. (laughs) That's insane. Yeah. Uh, My marching band drill director from high school was at Epcot when I worked there, and, like, his family, like, came through my ride. And I was like, wow, small world. (laughs) Actually, it's living with the land, but... Funny. Um, so I think that about does it for us. Yeah, I think so. Uh, well, happy Valentine's Day to all of our listeners. Just remember, loving yourself is the most important thing, and Elsa would want you to do that. Exactly. If you enjoy uh, what you heard, or you just want to 
see or hear more of us, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook, and friggin' probably something else next week. I don't know. Uh, at Signal Twenty Five Podcast. Um, definitely feel free to share us uh, with your friends. Definitely use all of the heart emojis that you can find on your phone. But yeah, share us with those you love. And if you need something good to listen to on Valentine's Day, we got you covered. Yeah, we'll play. We'll we'll um. What's a what's a like romance sounding song that we can sing right now? Oh God. Love. I don't think I'm not our it's time for love. I don't know any songs about love that aren't completely super copyrighted. So this is my song about love. Okay. And with that, I'm Bree. And I'm Paul. <laughs> and this has been Signal 25. <laughs>